Moncrief on News Talk. Now, here's a New Year's resolution for you. Going car free. When my next guest became a victim of the notorious ULEZ pollution charge in London, he decided to ditch the car and has just celebrated one year being car-free. But what was the experience like? Joining me now is Nicholas Helen, who's the transport editor for the Sunday Times, which I think makes it doubly interesting. Nicholas, hello, how are you? Very well indeed, thank you. So give us the background to this. You obviously live in the greater London area where they charge you a pretty whack, pretty hefty whack of money to go into London. Yes, it's, um, it's £12.50 a day, but the thing which happened last year, at the end of August, was that they extended it. So previously it had just been in a London and then suddenly from the, from August 29th, if you travel anywhere, not quite within the M25, but all the London boroughs, if you had an older diesel or petrol car, you'd be paying £12.50 a day to drive anywhere. Wow. Simple as that. Every single day. So I top that up over 365 days it really adds up. If you don't drive, then what you're actually doing, you're paying all the overheads. If you think you're being clever, if you only drive it one or two days a week, great, you've saved on your ULES charge, but you're paying the same insurance, road tax, etc. Mm, okay. So you were doing this, and but just to play devil's advocate, it wasn't because you're a climate warrior who wants to do your bit for the planet. You were doing it because it was essentially hitting you in your pocket and you thought this makes no financial sense. But maybe well, I'm wrong. No, it's a bit broader than that because we'd, um, we had a car which was pretty ancient. It finally conked out a few months before. Um, we're at the stage of life where the kids are grown up, although because it's London, they're still using the house to live because that's, <laughs> that's unfortunately that's, Yeah, that's yeah, a global problem I found, but yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's, so, you know, I just, I just stress that because, um, it's, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, we have the same, we deal with the same issues as everybody else, right? So it's yeah. not, it's not from a position of extreme privilege, but, we were all set to buy or rather lease an electric car or EV because in Britain you've got these amazing tax breaks. We can get one um, with a discount at your highest level of income tax. An income tax here, it's 20, 40 and 45%. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty amazing deal. We we're all set to do that. And then suddenly we just thought, no, we can't be bothered. And let's just see how it goes because car ownership is a hassle and when you start working out all the times when you can't use it and um, socializing every for years i i've been the responsible driver so whenever we've gone out and used the car i'm the one sipping you know the diet coke um you think you need it for a hospital appointment but you know in the middle of the night you don't you end up taking a taxi you think you can go to a sports event you can't there's nowhere to park so you you know we've got it deep in our culture that we, you need it for every for all sorts of emergencies on and often it's not like that okay so and you're kind of getting to it then so mm. how has the year been as i mentioned you're the transport editor for the sunday yes. so presumably you, you know cars have been a big part of your consciousness and life for a long time so how has the year been we don't own a car mm. but I still drive a car when I need to. Okay. So the, again, when you look around, we've got used to this idea for Airbnb where it's a so-called sharing economy. Um, 
There are plenty of ways. If you need a car for a particular journey, there are plenty of solutions. The obvious one is things like something, we've got something called Zipcar, where you join the car club and then you rent it out by the hour. Turns out, in fact, we haven't used that a lot, but it's a backup. The, the other one, of course, is Uber, Freenow and Bolt, where you're coming back late at night from somewhere, whatever it might be. It's a, it's a ride hailing app. We've used that a fair amount. Mm. Um, London, we're lucky, probably less relevant. I don't know what Dublin's public transport is like. Ours in greater London, certainly in inner London, it's pretty damn good. Right. Um, and pretty cheap. You know, it works all through the night. We, we so happen, even though I'm ancient, we've got a very age inappropriate thing where we go out clubbing or raving every Saturday night till five or six in the morning and their night, their night buses get you home. Okay. So, you know, there are lots of options. The other one, which sounds really old fashioned, is everybody I know owns a car and they find it. They don't mind giving you a lift. So I think at the back of my mind, we were on a holiday in the Alps a year and a half ago. We were both with another couple. We were both going to drive. They had a big Jaguar F-Pace. And I said, why are we, why are we going to drive in convoy? We'll share. I'll do the, I'll do half the driving. And we did. And it probably saved us 800 quid. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it was cool. It was okay. It was fine. Now, there will be people listening to this. Now, this is a national radio station, but in Dublin, who will yes. make the point, we do not have a transport system like yours. Now, it's probably better than, dare I say it, any other city in Ireland, but it yes. would still, I think most people think, uh, below par for what we need. But that's, mm. that's you're not here to talk about that, but I feel like there's going to be a slew of texts coming in now. So no, you, you couldn't do this in Dublin. But let, let me talk to you about some of the practicalities then, because yes. like... Uh, a hospital emergency in the middle of the night. I mean, I'm not sure if you encountered that in the year, but a delivery. I mean, if you like, like talk to me about some of these things that you like the car is embedded in our psyche, but it's embedded at times for a reason. I wake up in the morning and I decide we, you know, we need new shelves from Ikea or someone in my house decides that, or one of the kids has some kind of medical issue and I have to get to hospital. Like, you know, we evolved and we came up with cars because they appear to make things a lot easier for our human needs. Like, did you not encounter, you know, things where your back was to the wall during the year? In terms of deliveries, and remember again, as I say, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody how to live their life, right? I'm really not. And I'm not on some, um, you know, I'm a journalist. I deal with things as they are, sure. right? I'm not a campaigner, but to give you, to take you up, right? We've, we had a building project in the house. We had to renovate something. The builders took the stuff away when they finished with the, the rubble and all the rest of it. They took it away. We had to replace a tumble dryer. It's a heavy thing. You know what? The firm which brought the new one, they took the old one away. Shopping. We used many years ago, it was my job to do the weekly shop and we had Mm. three lads and it was a really boring process. It would take three hours all in, drive there, trail around for an hour and a half, come back, unload. We, we have a, a, a subscriber pass like everybody's able to with our supermarket. I don't know if I meant to name it or not. And it works out at one pound sixty a week. Well, and it delivers the door. It's amazing. Things have moved on. Or when you use public transport, the other thing to remember is, again, don't know about Ireland, all I know about is the UK, is we've got things like City Mapper and all those other tracking apps. So the days when you, even if, even if you've got a pretty shonky bus service, you know when it's arriving. Mm. So you just pop out 
when you can see it's arriving because it's actually on the app. So you're not just standing there for 20, 20 minutes, as I used to do as, as a school kid in the north of England years ago. And sometimes the bus wouldn't just show up. So on the app exactly. that you use for the buses, if there is a delay, you can see a real-time delay, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so you only go out when it's ready. Yeah. I, I have to say... Transformative, we, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah. I have to say we recently converted to the... Uh, I, was, I nearly named a large discount retailer there but I didn't but uh, we recently converted to the shopping delivery thing and it is pretty amazing some friendly guy I have to say usually a guy every time it's been a guy shows up with your week shopping mm. you're like this is so much easier so I'm with you on that and you know financially then and you've kind of intimated this do you mm. have a figure of how much you might have saved over the year not well, having a car anymore I, I, put a, I put a figure of two grand on it which I think is very conservative because the, the problem is because we scrapped the old car, mm. you can't say, well, what one of the big numbers, of course, is depreciation of the successor car, right? Yeah. And because we didn't end up getting one, what figure do you put on that? Very difficult to say. But again, I think it's a pretty fundamental point here. Nobody likes paying out for rail fares, taxi fares, and the rest of it. But if you do the budget and say, actually, what's the true cost of the car? Then instead of it causing you pain every pay, every time you pay 20 quid for that taxi. You think, you know what? This week I would have paid out X amount for stuff I wasn't even using. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see? And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a shift in your state of mind. Now for your older listeners, they'll remember that the whole car culture we used to have where we didn't put petrol into the car. We put a tiger in our tank. Do you remember that? We put a tiger in our tank. It was the SO slogan. We had a TV commercial which made a particular model's career for VW, yeah. VW Golf. Paula Hamilton, she chucks her partner, she chucks her ring, she chucks her mink coat and her necklace, and she's got her little car keys. She's dangling. She's about to drop them in a drain. And then she doesn't. And do you see her, the final shot, VW Golf, if only everything in life was as reliable. <laughs> now, the idea for her, that was 1987, I think. The idea of going car-free, it, it's not what the culture was about. Yeah. It would have been madness. But like I say, I'm not... Cars are amazing inventions. Of course they are. Yeah. But there are about 34 million of them on the roads here. And I can get my hands on a car... With the money I've saved, just like that. Yeah. I've got apps, I've got all sorts of things, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, what, whatever people make of what you're saying, I mean, I think it's generally mm. agreed. We're going to have to change our relationship with the car and car ownership. And I think what you're saying mm. is it, it's a mindset that needs to change for us. And we're not actually as dependent on the ownership of it as we think we are. Just one thing, but all yes. those things about things that can go wrong. Tell me your killer question, yes. What <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it is a killer question. I'll, I'll try. Mm. You've put me on the spot now. What's right. the square root of... No, but but electric car owners will text in saying, you know, things don't break half as much as they do with electric mm. vehicles. You're not going to have the same maintenance hangover that you do if we all mm. went electric. What's your take on that? Again, I'm really not a zealot on this. I'm just being very pragmatic. And remember, because we because we're empty, sort of empty nesters. In fact, the kids are still using the house, living in the house, but we're not responsible for them anymore. Um, 
I'm just being very pragmatic on this. Even on, even if you have an EV, let's be honest, and it's going to be sitting doing absolutely nothing most of the time, right? It's just reality. And the, the costs are clocking away. You don't notice them, but it's depreciating. If you live in a city, you're paying your parking, you're out your residence parking, you're paying insurance, you're paying all sorts of things. Now, absolutely. If you've got, if you've got children of that age where they're at different schools and different events and sports events and blah, blah, blah. I get it. It's not viable to, you know, to book a car club or whatever. It gets ridiculous. Yeah. But for if, if you're in that stage of life, which many people are, they're either empty nesters, don't have kids or whatever. Of, of all the stuff you can spend your money on, you don't need to tie it up. You can still use a car, but you, there are loads of cars and you can get your hands on a car if you want one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's food for thought. And I should mm. say my children are, are all just about under the age of 10. The eldest is 11, but we still have a five-year-old. And we're we're real sinners. We have two cars because we're all you're in the thick of middle it, class, you're in, you know? You're in the thick of it. But the, the thing is, right, so we, we certainly need one car. But I did get uh. in Stevens's morning, as we call it in this part of the world, and my poxy lights weren't working on my older car, which I won't name either. So a, a part of me did think, wouldn't it be great not to have to worry about this? Because it is a worry. But let me ask you two thick wing, two quick things before yes. you go. Firstly, you know, the, the powers that be in the Sunday Times, are they bothered now that their transport editor no longer <laughs> is a car owner? Well, today was the first day back since publication. I've not, I've not had any complaints. but <laughs> Your work remember. is still the same, I guess. Say again. Your work is still the same. I'm yeah. Assuming. Remember, I'm on the I'm on the news side, right? So I'm not a car tester. Yeah, we write yeah. about you know, we'll write about things like you know the bigger the bigger policy things about yeah. subsidies to EVs and all the rest of yeah. it. And remember again, I'm not. It's this fundamental thing which people have trouble getting their heads around. I'm not saying don't use a car. Cars are amazing inventions. What I am saying is, you often don't need to own stuff. It's like say. Again, for my generation, I used to have 3,000 LPs, yeah? LPs for younger listeners are big sort of plasticky vinyl things before you used to have, you know, before you used to just have music on your phone. Getting rid of a lot of those was a huge wrench because that was part of my identity. Still listen to music, I just don't have, I don't own the physical stuff. Well, we can't get into that kind of worms because I have a rack of CDs in, on a wall. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm refusing. Partner, I'm refusing to throw out. <laughs> Let's I, not I get think into your that. Your partner now. could free up a lot of space in your house. I'm sorry to. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, she won't be listening. Tell me this finally, then finally, <laughs> finally. So this is it now, though. But this wasn't just an experiment for a year. You're not going back to car ownership. This is you. Well, for the time being. For the time being, there are absolutely no plans to, to change that. Who knows? And I, if I, if we move to Herefordshire or to Devon or whatever, yeah, of course, you're going to have to change your mind, aren't you? It's obvious. Yeah. And, but I think the more constructive way forward is say where I, the borough where I live, it's only about half the people have car ownership. So let's be honest. There's a lot of snobbery here because. The sort of people who take to social media, and I've had a wonderful amount of um, hate directed at me, which is which is quite amusing, because you know, say I'm not telling people what to do. Yeah, but actually, 
there are a lot of people right now who don't have cars and they have to deal with it. Yeah. And I think if we're a bit more constructive, yes, if if public trans public transport should be a city the size of Dublin, the size of Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, the rest of it, about 80, 85% of us live in big towns or cities. With using phones and smart technology, which we all use all the time, it's got to be possible to rig up a better form of public transport. It just does. Mm -hmm. Well, it's fascinating food for thought on the 2nd Mm. of January. Really quickly then, I, I let it slip earlier, but I just... Do you still go nightclubbing on the weekends till five in the morning? Yes. Wow. Okay. Impressive. You and your other half. Yes. Wow. And what do, what do these empty nesters or, or the kids who come home occasionally, what do they make of mommy and daddy coming in at five in the morning? I think life has changed, you know. They're very relaxed about it. Yeah. They're normally okay. out till two or three. Okay. And they're waiting but, up for you. No, well... We have, on one occasion, we bumped into the 24-year-old in a club, but he was cool about it. <laughs> life, you know, we're not all, life's moved on, you know. It certainly has. It certainly has. Well, but Nicholas- techno clubs, by the way, so it's not the, um, it's a scene. It's not, um, just to be clear, you're not hanging out with a bunch of 20-something, you know, it's a big, yeah. actually, it's a big age range in these places, and it's just cutting-edge music, and it's fantastic. But that's another debate, but Absolutely. Yes, thank you for asking Absolutely. Well, it. maybe we can talk about that again. Well, listen, keep yes. on dancing in the short term. Thank you very much for chatting right. with me today. That's Nicholas Helen, Transport Editor with the Sunday Times. Thank you. Yes, a lot of reaction to that, as you might suggest. This man is correct. Yes, Dublin's public transport system isn't what London's is. However, we do have the ability to reduce car use in the city. If you live in Galway, Limerick or Dublin, you're never too far away from a bus to get from A to B. We spend too much of our time thinking we need cars when we actually don't. And I think that was Nicholas's point. He's saying that it's a mind change. We need to, if you live in a certain place where it's adequately serviced by public transport, you need to think about the possibility of just not owning a car. But of course, lots of people disagree. This would not work where I'm from. Two miles away from the nearest town, we need two cars in our house. And I hear that. And then finally, these alternatives of which Nicholas mentioned and of which we're familiar with are not cheaper. A taxi in Ireland is very expensive. €40 Euro in Limerick City to get from one side of the city to the other over Christmas. So, Ed... Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.